Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Ask Todd on the Financial Exchange Radio Network. If you have an existing estate plan or are in the market for one, Todd Lutzke is here to answer your questions and help you plan for a later life. Ask Todd is presented by Cushing & Dolan, serving Massachusetts and New England for more than 35 years, helping families with estate and tax planning, Medicaid planning, and probate law. Visit CushingDolan.com. Now, here's Todd Lutzke. And we are joined now by Mr. Todd Lutzke from the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. We call the segment Ask Todd because it is your chance as listeners to ask Todd Lutzke your questions about your estate plan or your lack thereof. Studio lines are open here, so get calling if you'd like to ask Todd a question live on air. Phone number here is 888-205-2263. That's the number to call to ask Todd a question. Again, it is 888 888- Two zero five two two six three. One last time, it's eight 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 two zero five two two six three. Mister Lutsky, how are you today? I'm never better. How are you? How are you today? Sorry, uh, yeah. Tucker had your mic off. How how are you doing? I'm doing much better now that my mic's on. How are you? Doing pretty well. I saw something a little bit funky at the gym yesterday. You you were at the gym? I was at the gym. Yeah. Turn the corner. Yeah. I see the Grim Reaper there. Grim Reaper's at the gym. He's doing deadlifts. Of course he is. It's wild. Just never seen that before. <laughs> Todd, I want to talk a little bit about the other legal documents, the ones we don't talk about very often. I know we talk oh. about, you know, wills and trusts and yeah. things like that a lot. Let's let's move beyond that. When you look at an average person, mm-hmm. what other basic legal documents do they need to have beyond the wills and the trusts? So I would say... It's and you're right. We don't talk about them a lot, but they're still really important documents. Uh, you know, a, a healthcare proxy is important, meaning you. This is where you appoint somebody else to make a medical decision for you. You're not doing it. You're appointing someone else to do it, but they can only do it when you cannot. So this document doesn't become effective the moment you sign it. But it does become effective when you are declared not effective, if you will, to make that decision. And it's not just for a medical. It's for all kinds of medical. Like, you don't just pull the plug. It could be prescription drugs or, or you know, do the, do the surgery, do the procedure, you know, what have you. So lots of reasons. Oh, there's one more. You don't think about it a lot, but if you ever are admitting somebody to a nursing home, you need one of these. If you're doing it. Now, if it, if if they're in a hospital setting and the hospital discharges them to a nursing home, you don't need the health care. Okay. But sometimes you just, you know, you bring your individual to the nursing home and admit them mm-hmm. directly. You, in order to uh, be able to admit them, if they're not able to sign on their own, you need one of these. Otherwise, you're stuck going to guardianship and going to court and a lot of time. So that's a problem. What else? What are, What other kinds of basic legal documents are there? I think the other important one is a durable power of attorney. And I say durable because it becomes effective the moment you sign it. 
and it survives your incapacity, so it's durable, but it doesn't survive your death. So people need to realize that when somebody dies, you don't run to the bank and say, oh, I've got a power of attorney. I can fix this now. No, you cannot use a power of attorney the moment someone dies. Okay, but they are great to have and they're effective the moment you have them. So be careful who you appoint, of course, but it usually gives that person the power to access accounts that are in your own name, not in a trust. If you've got assets that you've put in a trust, those are not going to be covered by the power of attorney. The trustee can handle those, but your IRAs, your 401ks, those are not in a trust. You need your power of attorney to be able to access them. And there's also usually accounts you leave outside the trust that, you know, just because you don't want to put them in, that can be accessed. And it's usually to pay a bill or, you know, access them for some reason. That's why they're there. But they are effective even if you're not sick. So if, if I did this and I was out of the country and my wife needed to sign my name for something, she could. Is it a fair assumption that if you have either of these documents and, and try to use them, someone will ask you for proof that you have these documents like oh, you, you can't just, oh yes you can't just say i'm power of attorney <laughs> no no that's a good point so if you were to walk into a, a bank you're going to need to present the power of attorney present your id to show that's you and then you'll you'll be a, you'll be talked to so you can't just just do it and usually when you have a power of attorney you put them on record with the banks or the financial institutions where, where do you recommend someone you know keeps these documents just in case they need to access them do they have a copy in each room like what, 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 where do they, what do they do with them well today it's a lot better because we have all this technology right so today when we give clients their estate plan they get a hard copy book which you can stick in your drawer but it's a bound up book and maybe you don't want to access just one of them you have to pull it out of the book or whatnot we also give you a thumb drive, so they're on your computer. So whatever time, whatever you want, you print the one you want, take it and go. You don't have to worry. And if you carry it with you, you could probably print it right off your phone. Talking with Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. Again, the segment's called Ask Todd. It's your opportunity to ask Todd any question that you want about your estate plan. Phone number here, 888-205-2263. That number again is 888 205 2263. We're going to go to a quick break here, but when we get back, it's going to be right to your questions with Todd. That number is 888-205-2263. Quick break, then right to your questions with Todd. One more time, that phone number is 888-205-2263. Ask Todd with Todd Lutsky every Wednesday at 1030, only here on the Financial Exchange Radio Network. You're listening to Ask Todd with Todd Lutsky on the Financial Exchange Radio Network. Talking with Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. Still have room for another call or two when it comes to uh, your questions about your estate plan. 888-205-2263 is the number to call here. Again, it is 888-205-2263. But we do have a caller lined up for you, Todd. Let's go to Joe in Mattapan. Joe, you are on with Todd Lutsky. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? Uh, so, so I have a question uh, regarding uh, an SSA-1724 form. SSA-1724. Uh, a Social Security form. Correct. Okay. So, uh, recently, uh, uh, a family member passed away. Okay. 
and um, doesn't have uh, any surviving next of kin, no parents, no children, never had a spouse. Okay. Uh, and uh, according to the, the letter received uh, from the SS, uh, Social Security Administration, he's owed a, uh, a last payment, and uh, they're looking for, you know, who to give the payment to. So the question is, is uh, if there's no next of kin, but he was living, uh, he was in... Uh, his health condition was, uh, he was basically deemed disabled. He was collecting disability benefits, is what he was collecting. Uh, so the question is, is uh, does the person that was taking care of him, uh, would they qualify? Because the, the intent is to use the money towards the services because he didn't have a life insurance plan. Yeah, so a couple things. It's kind of strange on this one. Uh, normally when you deal with someone passing away, you end up getting a payment after death and they come chasing you to repay the payment you got. So, like, if you get the payment, um, you know, if, if you die on, like, February 27th and then they don't know it and on March 2nd you get a Social Security payment, they make you send it back because you're not entitled to it. So it seems strange to me that depending on when this person died, if they, like, died mid-month, they would have already received the payment because they were entitled to it for that month. And if they get one later, they'd be asking to give it back, not get it. So I got to tell you, this is a great question. I don't have a lot of times that I've ever seen where they're actually telling you you're entitled to an additional payment. So I would certainly double check the form. I don't know that I'm going to be able to answer this without looking at that form. Um, but, you know, I don't believe that the caregiver would be the next of kin. If it can only go to a next of kin, then you do have to look at the intestate succession statute and, you know, they're going to have to dig. Is there a, you know, if there's no niece or nephew or sibling or cousin or second cousin, I mean, you're really going to have to look down the line and see if they can find one. This is one of those stories where you hear, oh, it's that long lost uncle that died and all of a sudden I got money, never even knew this uncle existed. So, you know, that's an interesting one, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer it without looking at that form and I think it's going to be uh, a stretch to to get you know to, to to get it other than to go to a next of kin. So so folks this is interesting. This is something that had no planning done. We're doing a new guide this month that talks about helping you with planning. So a lot of times what you run into here is it the, the guide is called calculating the consequences of a life estate. This is a simple thing that people think is simple and do it all the time. They give away their house to their kids and they retain the right to live there. You might have done it. You might have heard of being done. I can tell you that there's only three times I ever do it. Doesn't mean they're all bad. There's, it can be done and there can be a benefit, but you really got to understand how they work, folks, because you could create gift tax consequences, adverse income tax consequences. You could lose the ability to sell your house, get money back when you do sell the house. You could be exposing it to your kids' creditors. Folks, learn how to do this. There's three times that I do it. They're in here. And there's also an explanation of the right way and the wrong way to do it, as I like to call it. And giving it to the kids is the wrong way. Call and learn about getting it for the right way to do this if you're going to do them. Calculating the consequences of a life estate, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. It's new this month, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. 
Todd, I've got another one here for you. Let's go to Tom in Barnstable. Tom, what is your question for Todd Lutsky? Good morning. My question is in regards to the uh, Homestead and, re- and Act and registering your home uh-huh. uh, with, Barnes- with the county. Yes. And we, o- we own our house together, my wife and I, and, and is the benefit to this or is this just a nuisance? Well, first of all, uh, when you say you're married, do you have kids? Yes. And and how how old are you? I'm seventy-two. And your wife? Sixty-five. Okay. So, uh, is a homestead a good idea or a bad idea? Generally speaking, I'm going to tell you you should always get your homestead. It doesn't cost it costs thirty-five dollars to get it, and you go and you fill out a form at the registry. But I think for you, Tom, I would be thinking more and more about um, you know if you've got kids and you've got and you're 72 and 65 you know a homestead's great and it does provide up to $500,000 of creditor protection if you're sued and if you're over 65 they consider it there is an elderly homestead exemption that allows you as a married couple to actually stack the homestead exemptions and so you can get up to a million dollars of protection from creditors but i got to tell you there's one creditor that is exempt from that protection, and that's the nursing home. So to me, while it's important to have a homestead if you're going to do no other planning, I might suggest that if you want to protect these assets, not only for each other, especially your home, you might have other assets too, but especially your home, you might want to consider an irrevocable trust that we've spoken about lots of times on the program where you guys can still be in control of that house, avoid probate, which a homestead won't help you do, and add creditor protection of protecting it from the nursing home, which, of course, a homestead will not allow you to do. And quite frankly, once you have the irrevocable trust, you don't even get the homestead because you have more protection than the homestead can give you if you have it in the irrevocable trust. So think about putting it in one of these trusts so that you can then protect it again, not only for each other, but for your children so that it's not taken down the road. And also, uh, if you have it in these trusts, just remember too that you're going to still get the all-important step-up in basis when you pass away. This gives you the ability to not only give it to your kids, but Give it to your kids without a capital gains tax burden because when you pass, even though it's an irrevocable trust, it will get the step up. And I say that because I'm still getting calls on revenue ruling that came out in 2023 about everybody calling saying, it sounds like you don't get a step up anymore. You do with these trusts. There are many kinds of irrevocable trusts and it doesn't apply to these trusts. So that's my tip for you today and for everybody. So there you go. Mr. Lutsky, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thank you. This has been Ask Todd on the Financial Exchange Radio Network. Ask Todd with Todd Lutsky has been presented by Cushing and Dolan, serving Massachusetts and New England for more than 30 years, helping families with estate and tax planning, Medicaid planning, and probate law. Call 800-393-4001 or visit CushingDolan.com. The views expressed in this segment are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Armstrong Advisory does not provide any legal or tax advice. Please consult with your legal or tax advisor on such matters. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.